Celebrity jewelry fans, this is Sherry Taylor, your host of Heirloom Academy Podcast. Thank you for joining us for another episode. This is the podcast that discusses all things fine jewelry, gemology, how to protect your heirloom jewelry collections for generations to come. And today we have a very interesting topic. Today we're going to be talking about a viral moment on social media that relates to a very popular celebrity, Taylor Swift. And who better to have on the podcast as my guest today to talk all about this viral moment on social media other than Melissa Dusenberry, the founder and creative director of All the Brilliance. All the Brilliance is a fine jewelry concierge service based in fabulous New York, New York, specializing in responsibly sourced jewelry that amplifies your personal style and aligns with your values. Founder Melissa is always such a joy to chat with. We did an Instagram live a few months back that you can scroll back through our feeds and find. She has great personal style and really finds unique and special pieces for her clients. So this is going to be a really fun episode. Let's get right into it and let's welcome Melissa to the podcast. Hi, Melissa. Thank you so much for joining the podcast today. Oh, Sherry, I'm so excited to join you. Thank you so much for inviting me to talk about this cool topic. Yeah, so before we get started, I know I'm really excited to get into it, but tell us a little bit about yourself and what got you interested in the jewelry industry. Well, I was in advertising in my uh, earlier part of my career, and as the creative director of a private high jewelry club for high net worth women in London, I discovered so much fascinating stuff about jewelry, not only how much of what we know about our ancient past comes to us from jewelry, but also I thought it was strange that it's so hard to understand why one gemstone is more valuable than another. So I fast forward, started my own business that really addresses that. And I wanted to make this information really inclusive to everyone, but also reconnect us with that concept of jewelry can be of meaning and of value to us as it was for our ancient ancestors. I really love that inclusivity factor to your branding and how you run the company, as well as sort of the spiritual aspect that I get from um, a lot of the the things that you're posting and your approach to how you are sourcing jewelry. I think that's really amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I certainly appreciate what you do. And I love hearing you talk pretty much about any topic. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Now let's set the stage for what we're going to talk about today. We are going to be talking about the 2023 Video Music Awards. Um, It was a big night for Taylor Swift. From my understanding, she won a number of awards that evening. And while enjoying the event, she was dancing as she always does at award shows. And a piece of one of the vintage rings that she was wearing that she had been styled with had broke off and staff members at the venue of the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey helped her to search the ground for the missing piece. And in the clip, you can see them uh, using flashlights, but it seemed to be the sort of animated concerned look on Taylor's face that seemed to be what turned this into a super viral moment on social media. Um, And Melissa, I'm curious to know, as a jewelry professional styling clients for a living, what were your first thoughts when you saw this clip? I know you had sent it to me by DM shortly after you had seen it. Oh, 
Oh, yeah. I mean, first of all, in typical, adorable Taylor Swift mode, you could tell her genuine worry and, you know, really just complete concern for, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe I lost this very precious geese off of this ring. And I think if uh, anyone who has ever had a very precious heirloom, maybe it was their grandmother's ring or lost an earring that was special, you kind of feel that that moment, that, that emotion, kind of with her too, because you've been there. Maybe you don't have a Van Cleef onyx ring like hers, but certainly it's something that somehow is very familiar or relatable. I agree. For the amount of wealth and jewelry that she probably has and wears in her collection, the shock and surprise and genuine concern uh, that was on her face, I agree, was just so relatable to so many of us. Now, we can chat a little bit more about the actual ring itself. I know when it first happened, there were different reports of it was a diamond that had fallen out, or then there was another report that there was a piece that had fallen out. But we'll just go through sort of a description of the ring, just in case anybody hasn't seen it before. It was a a vintage Van Cleef and Arpel uh, ring with a large oval onyx and it looked like to me, at least from the photos, Melissa, and, and correct me if, if you have a different opinion, it looks like a sort of ap- applied um, pave section on top of the onyx surrounded by a rope sort of gold border to it. That sounds like what I saw as well. And maybe it was the whole piece of that pave diamond business, or if it was a few diamonds or a diamond that was lost out of it. I was a little unclear on that. Did you? Yeah. So when that was a little unclear. Agreed. So that's where, when I was doing my research for this, uh, when I, in looking at the pictures, I had personally, I thought it looked like a pave piece. And then since finding it on the website, it, it does appear to be that way. Some reports had said that the diamond had fallen out, assuming that it was one large stone. Um, but I believe it was a pave piece. And I think you're right in that it was that central piece on top of the onyx with the pave that had possibly fallen off um, because there is um, reports that it was found and it is now being repaired. So um, to find a small pave diamond at a concert or or an award show on the ground, I I would imagine would be very small. And it looks to be like the um, twisted detailing extends on the outer part of the onyx and then with a split shank and down the shank as well. So it has that sort of nice rope detailing in 18 karat uh, yellow and white gold. My research as well, and I know we had chatted about this on Instagram after you had sent me the video by DM that um, the jeweler that had lent the ring, um, Joseph, Sadian, and Sons, um, they had posted sort of a funny post on their page after the fact saying they captioned uh, the image or the clip that were still forever Swifties with a laughing face emoji. So uh, I thought that was really cute. Well, it's great that it had a happy ending, right? And there were a lot of people on the ground. I think I saw um, kind of a behind the scenes shot of (laughs) that moment of, oh my gosh, we've got to get our iPhone flashlights out. And I think that was kind of the coolest part you know, that, that there was that recovery, and I don't know if you've ever lost anything like that, um, and it usually does happen in the worst possible time, but I always imagine the worst possible time being something exactly like that, where it's 
you know, in a dark room where a lot of people are around. And, you know, I would guess that, that thankfully it wasn't something like a whole strand of pearls where all the pearls just went everywhere. Oh my goodness. But it looked like it was pretty contained, right? So people could certainly find it because she was probably standing or dancing in a very confined area. So that was the good news. Yes. And also good news um, in that the a ring was being sold, I believe, um, was reported for 12000 U.S. dollars. So in Canadian dollars, for all of us Canadians here, that'd be sort of close, almost close to 17000 Being that this happened, that I imagine, and I'll get your thoughts on this as well, but my appraiser mind just goes to the fact that that will add some significant value to this piece. It, it is reportedly being repaired by the jeweler. And I did go on the website and noticed that most of their pieces do have prices listed. And this one um, is, there is a button that says request a price. So what are your thoughts on that? I imagine that the value um, for someone wanting to own the ring that was broken at the award show will go up. Uh, yeah, I think so. That certainly adds the provenance of the piece beyond just being a very celebrated brand. Again, Cleef is something a lot of people would love to collect, um, having their collection. But yeah, add to that. The, the Taylor Swift story, my goodness, that's probably going to be a very highly collectible item now. Yeah, so you know the jewel. So the jeweler was again Joseph Sadian and Sons. They style celebrities. Um, I believe they did some of the pieces for Rihanna during the Super Bowl. Some of the vintage brooches that she had been wearing, um, and that for this particular award show, I read that they also styled um, BB Rexa uh, for the event as well. And they also provided um, other pieces of jewelry for Taylor that evening that she was wearing the ring also. But have you heard of that jeweler um, before? Have you been to the, the shop, Melissa, being in New York? I haven't, but now I'm curious to go. Yeah, I know. I was on their, their website looking. So they actually have, so they, they had the ring listed, but again, request for price. And then they also had the matching Van Cleef earrings. And my thoughts were also, you know, with all the Taylor Swift fans who currently, she's so huge right now in popularity, uh, willing to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on tickets, there's no doubt that they would probably pay a very pretty price for that specific ring and possibly even the matching earrings. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I don't know. I, I would like to see them kept together personally just because they are such a special you know, to have kind of the full suite, as they say, would be extraordinary. Obviously, the ring is going to be the most valuable piece, but I'm team, let's keep it all together. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I think it, anyone who does invest in the, the Taylor Swift ring now, I think it would be a great idea to purchase the earrings, even though she wasn't necessarily wearing them the night of the event. Uh, I definitely, but I'm, I agree with you, I'm all about a set. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any Van Cleef in your collection? Not yet, but I am currently manifesting some. <laughs> How about yourself, Melissa? Oh, I have a funny story. I, I do have vintage Van Cleef, and uh, this is an extraordinary story because, like, you often find as someone who loves jewelry, 
you don't really need something, but then you come across it and you think, gosh, I, I really, really, really love these. And there's really no reason why you need them, as I say. But, you know, for me, I saw these Van Cleef earrings and I thought, wow, this is, this is a, such an incredible opportunity to find such a celebrated designer for a very affordable price point. It was at a, a vintage fair, an antique and vintage fair. And um, so I thought, well, I'm going to not buy them. I'm going to walk away. And at the very end of the show, at the very end of the lesson, I'm going to see if they're still there. And if they're still there, I think I might need to have those. And so that's what happened. <laughs> oh, such a good story. I bought them, even though I didn't see them. And I'm really happy I did because they are they're earrings that aren't necessarily something I wear a lot of because they're quite heavy. And uh, I converted them from clips to posts, although the clips are still still there. But the downside is, after wearing them for about an hour, they start to hurt a little bit because they are so heavy. So I wear them, you know, uh, kind of only at considered uh, times when I know that I'm not going to have to wear them for a long period of time. But I do enjoy wearing them, and I have also started to wear... One of the earrings is a pendant on, um, for example, a set of pearls. So oh. I'm finding multiple ways to wear these earrings so I can enjoy them in a lot of different ways. What a great idea. And I find being in the jewelry industry, you probably find the same thing being that we have the opportunity to see so many jewelry pieces. Whenever we have a moment like that, where we find something that is vintage and we know that that's something that we would love to have in our collection, that's a moment and a cue for us that that must need to be in our collection. And the regret that you, you probably would have had if you hadn't snatched that up is the worst. I've had a few of those moments myself. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Do you have any twisty moment where you have found yourself in a position where, oops, something um, got lost or something, maybe it, it broke or anything like that? One morning before getting ready for work, mornings are a little hectic around here. My son's always getting ready for school and I was putting in my earrings really quickly and one of the diamond earrings fell on the on the carpet, on the ground. And I really didn't have time to look for it. And I was panicking that moment of panic that you get. And I just feel like sometimes I can't concentrate in those moments well enough to be able to strategically find it. <laughs> so what I did was I decided, you know what, I'm going to walk away. I know it's in the room. I'm going to come back later in the afternoon when I'm done work. And I'm going to with sort of a clearer mind look for the earring and uh, it ended up it ended up working out and I ended up finding it so in that particular moment because I knew there was no chance that it was going to go anywhere else I was comfortable doing that but had it been out in public somewhere that would have been a different story <laughs> that is um that's a good ending just like Taylor Swift I have a story to share it comes from a woman who had recently got engaged and her engagement ring was a sapphire and diamond ring, both of the stones were, were quite significant. And shortly after she got engaged, she and her partner were at a restaurant. So they had their dinner, wonderful time, left the restaurant. She looked down and saw that one of 
Francis Jones's son. It was her sapphire. And so, of course, she was panicked and distressed, and they raced back. The restaurant staff also got in and, and trying to help her find the stone. And sure enough, they found it underneath this dark um, banquet bedding. Oh, and wow. She was able to retrieve it and, of course, take it back and get it get it reset. But, you know, this is the importance of what you do as an appraisal, appraiser, because you then document the size, what it's made of, the history, and this is perfect for insurance. Should she have not been able to recover that stone? Well, and in this particular situation, what comes to mind when buying a colored gemstone is color is so personal and so specific. So that particular woman or, or gentleman who had purchased the ring and selected the sapphire likely did so for a very certain color, a certain vibrancy, a certain shape. There are so many different factors. So being able to record that properly so that that can be best replicated with the proper color grading and the saturation and tone would be extremely important if that color was so specifically loved in that particular piece. Exactly. Exactly. There's nothing like a particular color gemstone, right? It can be very difficult to duplicate color. Oftentimes it will take a number of tries to be able to get a close match. Well, with Taylor's, say she had just lost a few diamonds out of the pave, you know, that might have been a much easier fix, right? Absolutely. Yeah. The, the only thing that comes to mind with that is that they would no longer be authentic to the original vintage piece, which could, you know, affect some of the value there. But being that it is Taylor Swift, it still maybe probably wouldn't because her brand and her influence listening to um, a financial show this week. And I guess she is dating someone on a sports team. I'm not a sports person, so I don't know exactly the player or the team that uh, that she's dating the player on but she was at one of the games and there's more viral moments of her dancing at the show or at the the game and sort of celebrating you know different goals and things like that and so this financial expert was saying how actually she is affecting the value of potentially even the team which is wow. incredible <laughs> yeah she's <laughs> a power woman yeah, well, it's, you know, our culture, right? And uh, it's just so interesting influences of value. But you're right, if she had just only lost a couple of the stones, it'd be easier to match. You could match quality based on the ones that were still existing in the setting. And in some cases, when someone loses a pave diamond or a melee diamond out of their engagement ring, it's it's a similar process. And it's important for clients to request that it be matched. Sometimes jewelers will have what they call repair grade stones, where they will use sort of a mid to low lower grades uh, quality, whereas if you were someone who had VVS or VS Clarity stones, FI color or E color in your ring, you're going to want something that matches so that it doesn't stand out. So appraisal and the matching process will come in, in handy for that. Absolutely. So Taylor was wearing a number of other vintage pieces that evening. And I just would love to get your perspective on the overall look. I know that the vintage ring that we were speaking about earlier um, at a $12,000 USD value was actually one of the most inexpensive pieces that she was wearing at that event that evening. I read that one of the necklaces that she was wearing um, also lent from the same jeweler was about 65000 US. And another gold necklace that was layered was in and around 
44,000 US. So I'd just love to get your thoughts on just the overall look with that beautiful black asymmetrical dress and the jewelry that she had chose. Oh my gosh, I think we all have vile opinions on that. And I, I just wanted to call out too, the, the dress that she wore was kind of this very interesting asymmetrical black Versace dress. Oh, and was it Versace? Versace? Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. And what was interesting about it is that I don't necessarily go directly to vintage Van Cleef when pairing with Versace. So I think it's a really interesting pairing because it really isn't isn't something that, that a lot of people would necessarily say, I'm going to pair vintage. And there's some kind of very let's just say, almost goth-like layering going on there with the vintage. I don't know if you feel those vibes from her necklace layers. There's such a mix, and some of it very much looks like a very Versace vibe. But with that one ring, and maybe there's some necklaces that are also similarly vintage, but not necessarily as iconically vintage as Van Cleef. It really is such a wonderful twist and an unexpected one. And I always I always value that kind of look where it's not expected or it's so unique that it, it catches someone's eye. I always like to tell clients that, you know, when you're picking out jewelry that is really your personal brand, it's really important to try to choose something that is uniquely yours, something that maybe even could be something that is a conversation starter, especially if, you know, you're someone who does a lot of networking and maybe you find yourself in a room with people you may not know very well. Jewelry can be a really great icebreaker. It's really easy to walk up to someone and say, oh, that's a really interesting pair of glasses or, oh, that's a really interesting pair of earrings. So I like her look that is unexpected for those reasons. I agree. I I personally love a bolder jewelry look myself. And so I was pleasantly uh, surprised to see that the trend seems to be, especially with wearing vintage jewelry, more layers and sort of that excessive jewelry look as opposed to the minimalist and delicates that we had seen over the past few years at the award sh shows and award ceremonies, sort of that minimalist jewelry look. Happy to see that, although it wouldn't have been something I would have worn in, in that way. And speaking about the durability piece with all of those layered necklaces, the gold chains and the diamonds, for me, there would be sort of a durability um, concern in that sense with tangling and stones chipping and claws lifting. And I don't know about what your thoughts are on that. Certainly it was a look designed to only be worn for a certain number of hours and not sort of an everyday look, but would love your take on that as well. Oh my gosh. Yes. I, I agree with you there. Um, I've seen people layer up with pearls and I always have a cringe moment because I think, oh my gosh, you're going to scratch the pearls. You know, again, <laughs> it's one of these things where, you know, I don't, I don't think people necessarily know that that pearls are very soft and are easily abraded or scratched or damaged. Um, other gemstones that are similarly, uh, I would say, delicate are opals. And I would even say sometimes I, I cringe at 
people wearing very significant emeralds on their hands, like especially if it's um, you know maybe worn as an everyday ring because they can be very brittle if they're not designed in a way that really protects that gemstone. So those are those are kind of some things I, as someone who who um, knows a little bit about durability of gemstones, and I, I just really worry. Oh my gosh, this is a future heirloom, <laughs> you know, or it's an heirloom. Period. Um, you know, I always am a little uh, concerned for the well-being <laughs> of those gemstones. If that makes any sense. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, and that was my thought when I was going through researching today for the podcast and looking at her necklaces, I thought, oh my goodness, you know, although there weren't any, it appeared any gemstones that would, you know, have durability problem there. It was just all the different chain links and the diamonds and everything intertwining together. And I could just picture sort of something snagging and getting caught as far as a link or a clasp and, you know, the chain breaking or something happening there. Cause I know as I layer, I like to layer pieces as well, but I'm always very strategic and careful for how long I do that because throughout the day, they can end up tangled by the time you get home. And so it's something to think about. Absolutely. This was so much fun chatting with you. Oh my gosh. I could spend hours upon hours talking with you, Sherry, about these kinds of topics. Oh my gosh. Same. Well, this was great. I thought you know, after you had sent me the video by DM, I was like, you know what, this would be a great podcast episode to talk about since it was all over social media. Everyone was sharing it a big moment for the jewelry industry. And I'm going to keep an eye on their website to see what happens with the price of that ring. If it ends up, you know, changing or, but Melissa, this was so much fun. We'll have to have you back on the podcast again. And I really, really appreciate your expertise on, you know, jewelry and style. And it was really great talking about this with you. Oh my gosh. I really appreciate yours and I can't wait for the next time. Thanks, Melissa. Bye. If you would love to connect with Melissa and follow her on Instagram and see all of the amazing jewelry pieces and the fun events that she puts together for her very special clients, you can follow her on Instagram at all the brilliance. And she is also on LinkedIn. I'm going to put the links in the show notes for you to make it nice and easy. If you enjoyed this podcast today and would love to hear more about celebrity jewelry fashion, or if you have suggestions for an upcoming topic, I'm always open to hearing. If you enjoyed listening, one way to support our podcast is to share the link with your friends, post in your stories on Instagram that you enjoyed the episode, give us a tag, and that is an excellent way that you can get the word out to the jewelry industry and the jewelry fan world that this podcast exists and we would be forever grateful. If you haven't yet downloaded our free and printable digital jewelry collection catalog template that is designed to help you protect your fine jewelry collections and keep an organized record of what's in your collection, I will put the link for that in the show notes as well so that you can get your copy. It's been really helpful to so many of my clients and it took me over a year to create the concept and get all the categories in order that I wanted to include to make it the perfect guide to help as many people as possible. So I hope you enjoy it. It is completely free. Again, I will put the link in the show notes for you so that you can enjoy that and start documenting your collection. Thank you so much for listening to the Heirloom Academy podcast, and we will see you again next time.